0: So climate change is all in the news right now. The the uh, U.N. Global Warming Circus is meeting in New York as I'm speaking to you right now. And uh, very soon they'll be heading down to Chile. I'll be going as well to give you up to date news on what's happening down there. But I want to talk about the bigger implications of what's happening here, because uh, what is taking place is really, first of all, uh, a brainwashing of all of society. But it's also an effort to totally restructure and to transform the entire human civilization. In fact, multiple UN leaders have told us this. Uh, I've I've been to many of these UN summits where they're talking about climate change, and uh, a lot of them openly talk about, hey, we're gonna restructure the global economy, we're gonna restructure the way government works, we're gonna totally change everything. And so I think it's really important that we understand what is the deep state's agenda in terms of this global warming narrative. Uh, you know, I'm sure everybody who's been paying any attention to the news has seen this uh, poor little Swedish girl, 16 year old uh, autistic child being paraded around in front of world leaders so she can scream at the adults about uh, how terrible they are for not taking more serious action. And they say, oh, you're speaking truth to power while she's being welcomed with the red carpet to you know speak to presidents and Congress and uh, world leaders and all the rest of it. Uh, it it's so obviously a farce. That it's hard to believe anybody takes this seriously. Uh, there's another element that's interesting to this, too. And uh, this has started to get a little bit of play in the alternative media. But so far, nothing in the, uh, the fake media yet, which is not surprising. That's what they specialize in. is fake news and deception. So we shouldn't be surprised that you don't see the truth there. But uh, what has happened is picture after picture after picture after picture has shown this little girl standing next to another woman. Turns out this woman appears to be her handler, and she works for something called the One Foundation. Uh, This was founded by Bono with help from uh, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And surprise, George Soros once again. And I've already seen some of the fake fact checkers saying that it's not true. Uh, Well, I just checked it out. In fact, if you go right to uh, the One Foundation's website, You'll see that they actually admit they were created out of a project called Data that was funded by Soros and Bill Gates and others. And uh, you can be sure that the fingerprints of George Soros, one of the ultimate deep state money men, who, of course, got his start with Rothschild money, as we've explained in The New American, as actually The Washington Times reported. um, You know, what's happening here is this little girl is being manipulated the people of the world are being manipulated. And it looks like what they decided is, hey, you know, they can criticize us because we look ridiculous. They can criticize our fake science. But you know what? They'll never be able to criticize a little 16 year old autistic child who has the cute little, uh, you know, the what do you call pigtails, the braids. Right. And so let's parade her around as the new face of the climate movement. She looks much less scary uh, than like Al Gore, for example. Right. So uh, she is the new face of the man-made global warming movement. But everywhere she goes, you see her handler from these deep deep state foundations right behind, like her shadow, right? Uh, Very, very interesting what we're seeing here. Now, um, we need to understand, too, the whole agenda with the carbon dioxide uh, is, first of all, from a scientific perspective, it's absolutely ludicrous. We'll talk about this a little more in a moment. But, you know, the science of this is absolutely clear. CO2 does not drive climate change. CO2 is not causing catastrophic global warming. In fact, CO2 is amazing for the planet. It's good for humanity. It's good for the crops. It's good for agriculture. It's good for everything you can think of. Um, I've I've talked to many, many prestigious scientists who call it the gas of life. It's an absolutely essential molecule. In fact, humans exhale about two and a half pounds of it per day. Uh, Farmers pump it into their greenhouses because they know that plants grow better when they're in an atmosphere with more CO2. In fact, I spoke at a uh, climate conference in Phoenix, Arizona, some years ago, uh, one of the other speakers was Dr. or uh, Dr. William Happer from Princeton University. Uh, he went on to serve as uh, Donald Trump's climate advisor, and in his speech. Uh, He explained that uh, the plants seem to be designed, is the word he used, to operate in an environment with maybe four to five times as much CO2 as we have right now. He says that uh, historically we're at incredibly low concentrations of CO2 in the atmosphere, and uh, this is very dangerous. In fact, uh, we need much more CO2 in the atmosphere. And so you can check out uh, this brief clip from the interview we did with Dr. Happer uh, at this Freedom Force Summit in Phoenix. Well, uh, no, actually, CO2 will be good for the Earth. If you look at geological history, CO2 levels are unusually low now. It's very seldom that they've been this low. And so many plants are not growing as well as they could if they had more CO2. So CO2 by itself will be very good for the Earth. More will be a good thing. And uh, we hear a lot about CO2 being a pollution that's going to drive a catastrophic global warming. and. Um, We're all doomed if we don't regulate and tax and eventually phase it out. Uh, What do you think? Are we going to see dangerous climate change because of this? No, it's pretty clear that we're not going to see dangerous climate change. If nothing else, the Earth has already done this experiment many times, you know,
1: because in the past, in the geological past, CO2 levels have been four times, five times, even higher than today, and life flourished all over the Earth and in the oceans, too. So it 's nonsense, uh, it 's not a pollutant
0: and uh... Uh, you know, we've interviewed many, many scientists. If you go to the New Americans YouTube page, you'll find lots of these interviews we've done with very prestigious scientists. Uh, I was in Sweden uh, some months ago and I caught up with Dr. Nils Oxenmorner. Uh, you know, they're telling us that the seas are going to rise, that Miami, my hometown, is going to be flooded and we're all doomed because of this uh, alleged global warming. And well, it turns out that even the lead sea level reviewer for the UN IPCC, Dr. Nils Oxenmorner, who has since resigned, he said this thing was a farce, uh, explains that that's not true. Check out this clip from the interview we did with him. It's about half an hour, so you can watch the full clip later. But uh, check out this brief clip. Tell us a little bit about this whole sea level issue. I I just came from the COP24 in Poland, and uh, over and over again we heard that uh, our cities are going to be flooded. I'm from Miami. They say my city is going to be flooded. Uh, Are we all doomed from sea level change to start with?
1: Uh, Absolutely not. I mean, there is no big uh, rapid sea level rise going on today. And there will not be. On the contrary, if anything happens, its uh, sea will go down a little. But also, there is nothing which is called global sea level. It is different and different part of the, uh, of the world. We have been seeing here, or will be seeing here, evidence that the absolute Sea level rise component of the last 125 uh, years in Stockholm, in the Kattegat, in the whole of the Baltic, in the Kattegat area, in the North Sea is 1.1 millimeter per year. Those who say that it's faster, it just doesn't work. Those who use satellite altimetry, which is 3.2 millimeter per year, there is something rotten with the, well, that type of analysis, because they have introduced correction factors. And those correction factors are, are again, not correct. They are their own personal wishes. Okay? So if you correct it back to the beginning of the first t- t- 10 years, then it's about 0.1 millimeter per year, not 3 millimeter per year, but 0.5. So that makes it better. That could be just some sort of mean average. So clearly we're not
0: going to die from rising seas. Clearly we're not going to die from being cooked. Uh, so what is... The real agenda. Well, again, from a scientific perspective, this idea, this hypothesis that CO2 is, is driving the climate crazy is ludicrous, right? Um, it's absolutely ludicrous. So the evidence is very clear. Uh, if you look at the, uh, the graph that came out um, where you see global temperatures have been flat for over two decades now, which completely contradicts every single UN climate model. If you look at that red line there, you'll see... Uh, this is what the UN's climate models predicted was going to happen to global temperatures as CO2 concentrations increased. Well, if you look at the green and the blue lines there, that's the data from the weather balloons. That's the data from the satellites that are circling the planet. And so those are the actual temperatures completely contradicting the UN's supercomputer graphs and all the rest of that fancy nonsense. In fact, I consider this to be anecdotal evidence of deliberate fraud. Uh, You know, If the UN were legitimately doing science, if they were pursuing uh, you know, legitimately the truth, uh, you would expect, just based on the laws of probability, that about half of their climate models would have overestimated what would happen to temperatures, and maybe the other half would underestimate what was going to happen to global temperatures. Turns out every single one of their graphs massively overestimated what happened to temperatures, and uh, as far as I'm, you know, you, you literally could have put a monkey in a cage, had the monkey roll the dice, the monkey would have had a better track record of predicting future temperatures than all these quack pseudoscientists running around the United Nations conferences pretending to know what's going to happen 100 years from now with the temperature. Uh, it's, from a, again, from a scientific perspective, it is totally ludicrous. You know, they tell us that the Earth has never been warmer. Another big fat lie. If you've ever been to Greenland, maybe you've seen the ruins of the Viking civilization that once existed there back when it was much, much, much warmer about a thousand years ago, right? Uh, It got a lot colder, the climate changed, and guess what? It wasn't because of your SUV. And so the Vikings were no longer able to farm there. You still can't farm there today because it's way too cold. And so uh, they had to pretty much pack up and move, right? So again, from a scientific perspective, this is all ludicrous. But from a totalitarian perspective, you need to see this is The perfect pretext, right? There is no human activity that doesn't involve emissions of CO2. You can't eat, you can't breathe, you can't sleep, you can't even die without emissions of CO2, right? If you die, your body decomposes and the CO2 comes out. So um, from a totalitarian perspective, if you can convince people that the gas they exhale is a toxic pollution and that only the UN can save us by taxing and regulating this global pollution, Suddenly, every person on this planet and every activity that every person on this planet engages in becomes subject to the regulatory and taxing authority of the United Nations. It's the perfect pretext for building a totalitarian global government, and that's exactly what they're doing. Watch Obama talk about how central this is to uh, you know, the, the United Nations. He talk, talks about it as the most important problem facing humanity, check this out. No nation, however large or small, wealthy or poor, can escape the impact of climate change. Rising sea levels threaten every coastline. More powerful storms and floods threaten every continent. More frequent droughts and crop failures breed hunger and conflict in places where hunger and conflict already thrive. On shrinking islands, families are already being forced to flee their homes as climate refugees. The security and stability of each nation and all peoples, our prosperity, our health, and our safety are in jeopardy. And the time we have to reverse this tide is running out. Now they've been very clear about how important this is to their agenda. If you uh, if you look at the Paris Agreement, for example, I was at the UN climate summit in Paris. Obama showed up, and the communist Chinese, and they all basically agreed that America should destroy its economy, uh, China should continue expanding its economy until at least 2030, and then maybe they can uh, start thinking about reducing their CO2 emissions. So this would do absolutely nothing for the climate. In fact, the UN's own people, the UN's own models and data show this would do nothing for the climate. We did a whole article about this at the new American. Uh, But what it would do is lay the foundation for destroying the United States, destroying the free market economy and establishing a global government. Um, In Agenda 2030, the new master plan for humanity, you can watch our video on that. We did a whole episode of Behind the Deep State on that. Uh, If you go to goal 13, they say we need to urgently get involved in fighting climate change. Well, you can't fight climate change, right? The climate has always changed. It always will change. Uh, the Vikings used to sacrifice children. You know, some of the Mayas, they used to sacrifice children to try to stop climate change. Uh, you know, brainwashing today's children and uh, destroying our economy is not going to be any more effective at stopping climate change than child sacrifice and uh, things like that were at stopping climate change. Because, again, the climate changes on its own, right? It's been happening from the dawn of time. Uh, we also have this incredible track record of failed predictions from the UN about climate change. We've done several articles about this at the New American. They've pretty much been wrong about everything, right? They back in the 70s and the 80s, uh, they were predicting global cooling. Funny enough, they said that uh, CO2 was going to drive this global cooling that was going to cause massive uh, ice to take over the whole world. They literally proposed uh, these scientists proposed covering the Arctic ice cap with black suit and melting it. I kid you not. This was in a mainstream publication, and the rest of their predictions have been just as ludicrous. right? I've seen some of them. I saw Al Gore tell us that uh, the Arctic ice cap was going to be gone within five years. Well, guess what? Five years came and went, and the Arctic ice cap was actually 50% larger than it was when Al Gore made his ridiculous prediction. the BBC told us that the Arctic was going to be ice free uh, by, what was it, 2013. Uh, Of course, 2013 came and went. And uh, not only was the Arctic not ice free, but there was more ice than when they made these ridiculous predictions. Now, the real agenda here has been clear for a long time. Uh, Back in the early 1990s, this uh, secretive cabal of communists and globalists and billionaires met. It was called the Club of Rome. And uh, they came up with this report, the first global revolution. And uh, I'm going to quote directly from this report because it was so interesting what they said. They said, the common enemy of humanity is man. Did you know that humanity, uh, the main enemy of humanity was man? Well, now you do, right? They said, in searching for a new enemy to unite us, we came up with the idea that pollution, the threat of global warming, water shortages, famine, and the like would fit the bill. All these dangers are caused by human intervention, and it is only through changed attitudes and behavior that they can be overcome. The real enemy then is humanity itself. This is where the Rockefellers and the Gorbachevs and the Al Gores and uh, the others uh, involved in this whole agenda uh, get together and and decide how they're going to peddle this agenda. Uh, more recently, we had a, a phenomenal report that came out from the Energy and Environment Legal Institute uh, documenting the Rockefeller family's involvement in this climate scam. The irony is just incredible, right? Uh, the, the climate nuts say that it's, oh, it's because of the oil money. That's why you guys are denying the the fake science of climate change. Turns out that the people promoting this scam from the beginning have been the largest oil barons ever in human history. Uh absolutely true story Uh, you need to see this report we did an article about it at the New American uh, showing how the Rockefellers have been involved in promoting this scam from the beginning. And the reason is clear, right? They want to make a lot of money. They want to enslave humanity. David Rockefeller uh, very kindly told us what he was thinking in his own memoirs, right? He published on page 405. He told us that uh, he was conspiring with a secret cabal uh, to build a one world political and economic order. That's what he said in his own book. He said he was proud of it. So folks, this is the deep state's latest scam, They're trying to convince you that the gas you exhale is pollution. They know they're not going to get us, so they're trying to terrorize little children into believing this. So now you see a bunch of poor brainwashed kids running around uh, New York City demanding climate action, uh, having no clue what they're talking about, having no understanding of the science. Uh, This is very dangerous, folks. We need to get involved in exposing this. This is one of the key tactics of the deep state Uh, My name is Alex Newman. I'm your host here at Behind the Deep State. Thank you for tuning in. Please make sure you like, subscribe, share this video, sign up for the new American magazine. Thanks again and God bless you all.